All right, glad you're, glad, glad you're with us. It's the morning after the night before. Yes, the morning after the night before election night in America. Toll free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, um, we've got a lot of ground to get to today, a lot of analysis. Uh, we just had a press conference a short time ago uh, from Arizona, uh, and we don't even know exactly how many votes are yet to be counted, except we know it's well over 412,000. That's all we know at this time. There may be as many as 600,000, according to my sources, on the ground. We'll try and get it squared away. Uh, Republican gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake, with the latest update before they even count these votes, uh, is going to join us. Uh, she is now only 12,000 votes away from taking the lead. Uh, we we do know that of the votes that are there, that 275,000 of them are mail-in day of votes that tend to favor Republicans by very high margins. Uh, we know that 125,000 were the weekend before, which probably would be people that wanted to walk it in themselves and make sure that their vote got counted. I would argue that probably favors Republicans. And, and I mean by dr- dramatic numbers here, uh, if I had to give a number, I'd say 70% at least. Uh, another 17,000. And, and then they're talking about there might be in Pima County and, and other rural areas of Arizona uh, outstanding votes. They don't know the number. And it could be, I'm told, over a hundred thousand, maybe even more. So you know, it's it would, it would be nice. It would be fair to the rest of the country if we knew. All we're hearing right now is that the Secretary of State and the Democratic gubernatorial candidate, the woman that should have recused herself from any involvement in running this election, uh, Katie Hobbs, told voters to prepare to wait for days to be counted in this year's midterm elections. Now, this is insanity. Now, think about the, the what, 46, 47 states? I mean, I know we're still waiting. Georgia just declared they're going to have a runoff with Herschel Walker. Ron Johnson was declared the winner in, in Wisconsin. Uh, we, you know, we, we don't have the winner yet in, in uh, Nevada, but it looks like Adam Laxalt's in a pretty good position to take that Senate seat. So this, you know, all of these races matter. Don't the American people deserve especially in the 46, 47 states that know actually how to run elections without integrity problems. Why do we still have problems out in places like Arizona? There's no excuse for this. And maybe I guess it was a a blessing in disguise that Carrie Lake goes to a local precinct. She can't vote. Nobody there can vote. You know, 20% of tabulators, whatever the hell they are, I don't even know what, and Linda was mocking me all day yesterday about it, um, weren't working, and I'm like, why? how is this possible? Because none of it makes sense. Another state, it sounds like Alaska is going to break the record this year for the longest delay in releasing voting results for the 2022 season. They're even worse, at least according to some reports, uh, that than, than Arizona is. Results in Alaska's congressional elections will not be decided until November 23rd, Two weeks after Election Day, thanks to the state's new ranked choice voting system, uh, which is the Incumbent Protection Act of Lisa Murkowski, uh, as I told you would happen, Kelly Chewbacca has a a lead over Lisa Murkowski. But what happens in this race is the the person that comes, uh, the the top two finishers, then go to the ranked voting of people that that 
are below them. In this case, there's only one person, although there was a Republican that bailed out, and I understand they got over 3% of the votes, so I would assume that those votes rank system would count as well. Uh, but unfortunately, the lone Democrat who had 9.5% of the vote, I, I got to imagine that the ranked voting, the, their ranking is going to be with Lisa Murkowski, who votes with Joe Biden 67% of the time. That, that would be my, my guess, because in order to win under Alaska's insane ranked choice voting system, a candidate has to gain more than 50% of the vote. If no candidate crosses the threshold in the first choice votes, as appears to be the case in this race, the last place candidate is eliminated, eliminated and the second choice votes of their supporters are tallied. And with over 200,000 ballots counted, the Democrat has nearly 10% of the votes. Many of her supporters are expected to rank Murkowski second. So in other words, Murkowski would, Murkowski would only get elected by the Democrats in the state of Alaska. I, I, why would anyone buy into that insane system? Anyway, Republican Buzz Kelly dropped out of the race in September, endorsed Kelly Chewbacca, but the name still appears on the ballot, and they had, what, almost 3% of first-choice votes. So I'd assume those votes have to be counted because they were cast. And once your name is on a ballot, you still get counted, even if you have, had bowed out of it. Um, Nancy Pelosi is still insisting Democrats may still win the House. No, that's not going to happen. Um, it looks like Republicans will do a pickup of somewhere around 16 to 18 to 20 in the House. Not what people were expecting or wanting, but they will be in the majority. And that is a massive success. And it's definitely something that we we need to take some comfort in. That, that was no small deal. Um, I thought the commitments to America would do a little bit better, but I'm wrong. But I have a lot to say about a lot of what happened last night. The first thing I want to say is I was warning people about this exuberance, which I thought was way over the top and way out of control. And this, if I heard the word wave election one more time, tsunami election, okay, the conditions were there. They're right, but they don't mean a damn thing until people actually go vote. And polls were showing in every one of these states from the very beginning, I said, this is a tough run for Republicans because we're looking at bellwether states, starting with Georgia, then moving to, to North Carolina, not a slam dunk. Polls seem to be way out of whack in New Hampshire. That, but, but New Hampshire, to be fair, only kind of appeared on our radar in the last three, three and a half weeks. I mean, it came out of nowhere. Nobody, nobody saw General Bulldog coming, and then all of a sudden, wow, this, this might be a winnable race. Let's, let's start paying attention to it, and we did. I have no regrets about doing any of that. Uh, uh, you know, and, you know, I'll, I'll give you other examples. New York, Lee Zeldin. People would stop me in the grocery store. You think Lee's going to win? I said, he, he's got a chance. He's got a chance, but what it was going to take, it would take liberal, woke, New York City, Democrats to finally say they've had enough of people being thrown in front of subway cars, little old ladies being beaten the hell out of on the street uh, and and murders at record rates that we haven't seen in 15 years. That's what it would take. And it didn't happen. So this this whole state is if you look at it on the map, it's all red, except for this little island called Manhattan where Democrats outnumber Republicans nine to one, and you have the highest concentration of people, and, and for Lee Zeldin to have 
uh, been able to win or have a chance to win, he would have needed 35% of the New York City vote. Nearly impossible. I mean, you have people voting against what is their own safety and their own security. Does it make sense? No, it doesn't make sense. Some polls were very dead on. Some polls were not reliable at all. Um, I don't know if we're at the point where polling, you know, its day may have come and gone. That's why I, I had exit polls yesterday. They ended up being fairly accurate, but I've had all these years of exit poll data being so dead wrong that I just, I refuse to look at it and go with it because I don't want people influenced by it. And as I was saying all day yesterday, I wanted all of you to think that your vote was the final vote that was going to actually mean something and, and tip the power in your particular state. I kept reinforcing in 2016, Donald Trump, three swing states, won by 70,000 total votes. That is a close election. In 2020, when you look at Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin, Joe Biden combined 43,000 votes. This is a divided country. And we just have to accept it for what it was. That's why I didn't like the wave tsunami talk. I thought it was beyond naive and foolish. And, and I kept pointing out these numbers and saying that the only poll that's going to matter is, is those that vote. I'm taking some good things out of this. I'm taking some, some lessons out of this whole thing as well. There's got to be some self-reflection. And, and uh, anyway, so the, the general theme, their strategy uh, seemed to be, you know, to scare the living hell out of people. And I told you from the beginning of this election year, this is what Democrats are going to run on. They're going to run on Jan 6, and I hate Donald Trump. That's what they did. They're going to run on the Dobbs decision. It played a part the ex according to the exit polls. Uh, and then, of course, you know, threat to democracy. Republicans will take away your Social Security and Medicare. Republicans are racist, et cetera, et cetera. And I didn't think it would be as effective. Maybe it's because I've heard it so often. I know it's total BS, and I know the media would you know, um, run with it, you know, but I, I'm, I'm going to go state by state and I want to give you, you know, my take on these races and what it all means. And, and I have anecdotally, I, I think we're in the middle of this country, a mass migration accelerated by two things, the baby boomers now becoming retirement, getting to their retirement years. And they want to get the hell out of places like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania. If you look at the Midwest and you look at South, South Florida, Southwest Florida, and you look at the West Coast of Florida, it's almost all uh, Midwestern. And you're talking about people from Wisconsin and Michigan and Illinois and, and Indiana and other countries. You know, you tend to get New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania on the East Coast of Florida. I don't know why, but that's the way it seems to work out. Um, and, and the numbers are massive and the people that seem to be moving are people that are fed up with big government, high taxes, unbelievable bureaucracy and regulation. And not only are they drawn to the weather and the lifestyle, they are drawn to the low, the, the, the better services, the fiscal responsibility. And you saw that in the numbers for Ron DeSantis and for Marco Rubio yesterday. I mean, these were massive landslides. Florida is no longer a swing state. Neither is Ohio. The, the, we're seeing a, a reconfiguration. But on the other hand, 
when all the conservatives seem to be saying, I'm getting the hell out of here, and they're, you're going to have big numbers down in Florida and big numbers in the Carolinas, Tim Scott's race was called within minutes, um, Then and you have people moving to Texas, Governor Abbott won by double digits, he had big margins down in, in Texas, then you're going to be left with liberals in states like New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania will go more blue, Michigan more blue, Wisconsin more blue, uh, Illinois is already blue enough, and maybe over time even Indiana, because that's going to ha- that now becomes problematic for somebody to win a you know win for example the presidency for a Republican. It was already to the point you had to you had to run the table. Now you have to run the table, except the table's odds have gone up ten more points against you, and it's going to be that more difficult. It's going to take you know a lot of things to align for that for that to happen the way you would want it to happen. Um, anyway, well, I'm going to break down all these races and, and tell you about this, this mass migration out of these states. On the West Coast, you see the same thing happening. And, uh, and then we'll get to the idea, why can't we have answers on election night in states like Arizona? Why are we still waiting for Nevada? Why did they stop counting at 75%? Although I think you know they've started counting again. And how is it we still have over 400,000 plus, probably maybe closer to five or 600,000 votes uncounted in Arizona? And by the way, a lot of them day of voting uh, ballots that would likely favor Republicans. Anyway, uh, we'll check in with Carrie Lake. She's coming up in the program. So with the upcoming midterms, I want you to keep something in mind. You don't just vote at the ballot box. You vote with every dollar you spend, Right. Now, we are living in recessionary, inflationary times. Any way you can save money is worth it. Well, that's where Pure Talk comes in. They're offering you the exact same cell towers as AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile, the same 5G network. You get the same number of coverage bars on your phone when you look at the coverage of your phone. You keep your phone. You keep your phone number. Average family saving close to $1,000 a year. Many families saving even much, much more. They have more plans than the big carriers, like unlimited talk and text and six gigs of data. That's only 30 bucks a month. That's pretty cheap, uh, and that's money in your pocket. In these inflationary, recessionary times, save money. Only takes a couple of minutes of your time to make the switch. Join the stampede. Dial pound 250. Keyword save now. You'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pound 250. Keyword save now. Switch to Pure Talk. The same service. Half off. We'll continue. 